Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is Logan, and today we're going to be talking about a few things. So we're going to quickly uh, talk over the Doom Eternal um, miniseries going on, uh, Castle Grayscale, and then we will be talking about Marvel's Avengers. So I kind of decided that I might as well just talk about Marvel's Avengers, even though I can't do it with David and Kevin because of, you know, technological issues and because, you know, they're busy at the moment, so, um, I'm just gonna do that myself, and just get it out of the way with, and whenever we can have a group conversation about it, we will, uh, be sure to do that, so, the Castle Grayscale event is active right now on Doom Eternal, and it has about five days left on it, it's a mini event, it's not a full event, it's not a 30-day one, so, it's only for a week, and I gotta say, I completed the challenge last night in under an hour, or completed the whole series last night under an hour. Um, so basically, all you have to do to complete the, uh, the mini-event really quickly is go into the campaign, do uh, the final mission, uh, the Icon of... Uh, uh, yeah, the final sin, and uh, you need to beat the Icon of Sin. I believe you have to kill one tyrant with a rocket launcher. You need to kill 30 demons with blood punch. That's three out of... Uh, eight challenges done. I know, uh, oh yeah, and beat a, uh, mission on Nightmare and Over. I suggest using cheats if you want, like, the infinite ammo cheat, uh, infinite lives cheat. Um, if you, you know, want to get through those challenges, you know, easy peasy. Because a lot of people tend to forget that we have that infinite ammo challenge. Uh, or, or that infinite ammo, um, cheat in the game, which you can use to complete challenges. So, if you just want to grind out the challenges... You can just use cheats, and you can get through the event very easily. Unless you're somebody that doesn't want to do that, then you don't have to. But me personally, if I just want to get through a series, I normally go with the cheats to get through things as quick as possible. But, so, and there's only six tiers right now uh, for the mini-event. So, if you complete at least four of the eight challenges, you will get through the series but you need to make sure that you complete all those challenges, though, okay? If you want to get, like, even more XP, just complete them all. But if you just want to beat out the miniseries, you'll just have to beat uh, four out of the eight challenges. And you should be set. Now, let's talk about, for a minute, uh, a few things that I noticed that were changed also within this uh, new update that I didn't notice uh, prior, because I obviously, when I did my podcast yesterday, I had yet to get on the game and play the new update. So, even with infinite ammo on, the Crucible now requires energy charges. So, before update 2 went live, you were able to use the Crucible with infinite with the infinite ammo cheat, and the Crucible would not ever, like... Uh, drain its power, or it would drain its power, but you could still use it an infinite amount of times. Now, even with the infinite ammo cheat added, you can only use the Crucible three times unless you pick up more charges. So they changed that. I don't know how to feel about that. I think that if you're using the infinite ammo cheat, you should be able to use anything in the game with infinite ammo. I don't think that the Crucible should be limited, because the Crucible, in my opinion, is one of my most favorite weapons, and being able to just go in with infinite ammo and just kill demons effortlessly with that is, you know, really nice. But the fact that they now nerfed that, that's not, that's one thing I'm not a fan of. You know, if you are a fan of that, I mean, you know, this is an update that 
helped you out, but it's something that I noticed and I just wasn't a big fan of because I love the Crucible and I love using it with infinite ammo. And I just think that it's stupid to have an infinite ammo cheat, but have the Crucible, yeah, excuse me, have the Crucible be the only thing that is, um, limited to a specific amount of ammo, even with the cheat active. So that's one thing that I noticed. Um, I also noticed that your boosters, your boosters, Jesus, I can't speak this morning, are a lot easier to access now. You can also, uh, you know, set like your favorite podium and character, uh, which is nice. So they switched a little bit of that stuff around. So yeah, just, you know, some minor fixes. I did notice uh, an empowered demons, uh, more of them spawning in than normal so that's really nice the fact that the empowered demons spawn in more frequently which by the way if you kill empowered demons they give you more xp towards your event um so yeah that's really nice now these are some things i knew uh or that i was playing through the game the other day and i found out that they still haven't added invasion mode still hasn't come out which a lot of people are wanting um that invasion mode, but they've yet to put out the invasion mode. So that's one thing that we're still missing out on. Um, another thing I noticed that is when you play, like I played a few matches of battle mode last night and I didn't get on the new map at all. Like I didn't, I didn't get on that new map torment at all. So I don't know exactly like how many matches you have to go through or what the odds are of getting on the new map. But I think that the new map should, you know, at least be more, I guess, somehow buffed up for the chances to play on it because as of right now I still have yet to play on the new battle mode map and since you can't play you know offline and just you know explore the map and you know get your skills down on it or you know practice on it um I just haven't had any experience with the map at all but so those are some things that I noticed about this season's update so far in terms of what's exactly uh, in it, what I noticed that was uh, changed, what wasn't changed, what wasn't added. Um, but yeah, I think for single player and stuff, they do need to add invasion mode come soon um, because we I've been waiting for invasion mode. That was supposed to come out in update one or the title update one. It didn't. So, And we still haven't heard a official you know trailer or official information on when we are going to be getting the brand new um single player dlc because we know with the year one pass we're supposed to get two campaign dlcs within the first year of launch of doom eternal and even though they're working at home i gotta assume we like my guess was the game came out in march okay so my assumption is that by july we would get our first dlc I said June or July would make the most sense to get our first DLC because then that gives them plenty of time to, you know, put out their second DLC because let's think about this. March, April, May, June, July, that would be four months in. You put the, you know, first uh, story DLC out in July and then you have August, September, October, then maybe get the second one out in November, December, you know, around that time. And that, like I said, I just assumed that they would get the first DLC out before the end of July because they still have to get a second one out by the end of the year unless they're going to be launching both DLCs at once, which would be fine. Um, but at the same time, that, that kind of gives you something a lot less to look forward to, you know, because you still have, you know, 
it sounds like they're going to do a season or year two pass. So <laughs> to me, it sounds like there's going to be more than just one year of, you know, campaign content. It sounds like we're going to be getting content for a year two, because why would you name a pass year one if there's going to be more content in another year? You know what I'm saying? Because you wouldn't, like, normally what Call of Duty would do is say, like, you know, um, the season pass in the past, you know, when they used to do those season passes, um, and that was like, okay, you know, that's pretty cool, but when Doom Eternal said year one pass, that kind of implies that they're going to be doing more campaign DLC for more than a year, maybe Two, three years. I don't know. <laughs> if they do, though, you bet your ass I'll be buying that DLC. But my question is, though, how many DLCs are they going to do for the campaign? Because it kind of feels like to me that if they keep doing this campaign DLC, where are they going to be able to go with the third game? You know what I'm saying? Or are they just going to make Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal and then just finish out their rebooted Doom franchise with DLC. They could choose to do that, but I don't know. To me, that just seems kind of, I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. But that's all I have to say on Doom Eternal. I know that wasn't as quick as you probably would have wanted it to, but there's a few extra things I had to cover. Um, but now we're going to talk about one of the bigger things, and that is Marvel's Avengers. So... A few days ago, the there was a live stream for the Marvel's Avengers War Table, where we got to be introduced to the new villain, MODOK. We got to see some of the uh, story. We got to see some new gameplay for Thor on the Helicarrier uh, called Once an Avenger. We, we kind of got to see exactly what's going on with the story. So essentially what's going on is the Avengers were set up on A-Day to look like, you know, <laughs> that they caused the Terrigen incident. What happened was, uh, it looks like uh, Tarleton or somebody locked Captain America in the room with the uh, crystal, Terrigen crystal, um, and... What happened was the reactor with the Terrigen crystal in it overloaded, spreading uh, mist all over the city of San Francisco, turning people into inhumans. And what happened was, is the government pretty much then deemed the Avengers a threat and asked Bruce Banner, and Bruce Banner, yeah, Banner testified against the Avengers. So they disbanded and went into hiding. Then AIM, or Advanced Idea Mechanics from the comics, a.k.a. where MODOK originates from because he was a, uh, an employee slash scientist of AIM, he pretty much promises that he's going to you know, solve the inhuman problem, make a cure, and fix what the Avengers did. But essentially, he's actually just trying to kill all superhuman individuals. Inhumans, Avengers alike, all superhumans are in danger now because of MODOK or Tarleton pretty much just going crazy and taking over. And apparently he even had the um, he even had the Terrigen Mist, I guess, affect him because apparently he 
at least according to what the announcer was saying, is that he himself was a victim of A-Day, so that's what it sounds like, but, so that's the, essentially the story, right, MODOK is making all these machines and robots to kill superhuman uh, individuals, he framed the Avengers for the whole um, Chimera and um, Terrigen Mist incident, and that's why they got disbanded, and that's why the Avengers, you know, were pretty much deemed as a threat, at least by the World Council or the United States government. I would assume it would be the World Council on something on that big of a scale, but anyways, so that's pretty much the journey, uh, or, the, or where the uh, story starts off, and what MODOK's trying to do, and the Avengers need to rebuild the uh, team up, they got to rebuild the, uh, geez, um, Sorry, I just woke up not long ago, so I'm still trying to wake up and drink some coffee and stuff, but, so, then they're trying to build up the, um, fuck, what is it called? Not the Alliance, but, um, the uh, Resistance, the Resistance, and that would be made up of ex-Shield uh, members and Inhumans alike to take down Tarleton. So, one thing that we, uh, that I can now say that is confirmed is that Marvel's Spider-Man is not, uh, related to this game. While I thought and many people thought that the games were connected, there's one major flaw that, that says that the games aren't, okay? Number one, um, the graphic levels and how the city looks... It's very different compared to Marvel's Spider-Man. Now, I know the graphic levels isn't necessarily what would determine if a game is connected or not. But, if we take a look at Avengers Tower, because if you watch the whole uh, War Table event, it shows that the Avengers logo is being taken off of Avengers Tower. And the AIM logo is replacing it. And they're turning the building into AIM headquarters in New York. But, the Avengers Tower looks a lot more like the movie version of the Avengers Towers with the Avenger logo compared to the Marvel Spider-Man Avengers Tower. So yeah, Avengers Tower in this new Avengers game is not the same one in Spider-Man's, or Marvel Spider-Man. So, that confirms that the games are not connected. Granted, there were a lot of, you know, there was a lot of good evidence pointing towards the games being connected. Peter mentioning that the Avengers were on the West Coast. Taskmaster mentioning that he went toe-to-toe with the Avengers. And then we saw Taskmaster in, of course, the 8A trailer, which, you know, is fucking cool. But, at the same time that it's cool, it's just not connected. They just aren't. Because the Avengers Tower isn't the same one. It's not the same logo. It's not the same building. And the city just doesn't match up. Like, it just, it it doesn't match up. So, the games are not connected. However, also, we did get to see a glimpse of the Daily Bugle in this whole war table, um, in this whole war table event. So, there was a journalist on the scene when the Chimera was in the sky and the Avengers were fighting the AIM robots on it. And the robots kept falling on the ground. And Thor walks up to this reporter that's about to get crushed by a robot and he hits the robot away. 
However, if you look at the microphone very closely, it says the Daily Bugle. Now, I don't remember the exact name for this character, okay, even though they mentioned it. I did see him in the Marvels comics, like, it was just, it was just the Marvels comics, and he was a reporter for the Daily Bugle, same eye patch and everything. I read this comic line, like, a long time ago, but essentially, uh, because, uh, they had the graphic novel or whatever, the comic, um, at my school, but I remember the guy distinctly, I just don't remember his fucking name. That's, I guess, how much I really cared about his character, but he looked very familiar. But the point is, is the Daily Bugle exists in this Marvel Universe, which means Spider-Man, in some shape or form, exists in this Marvel Universe for the Avengers game. So either this was just a Easter egg acknowledging Spider-Man's existence in this universe, but how much do you want to bet that Square Enix, right now... <laughs> is creating their very own Spider-Man to put into Marvel's Avengers. Because you don't just put in the Daily Bugle on a microphone and then say, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man's not in our game. You don't do that. Spider-Man is going to be in Marvel's Avengers. I can pretty much guarantee that with about 100% certainty. That's not confirmed information. That's just how confident I am in the fact that he's going to be in this game. I mean, they got the Daily Bugle in there already. In a trailer. It's so minuscule that you could miss it if you never read the Marvel's comics before. And you never noticed the reporter with the eye patch, Or as I like to call it, the reporter version of Nick Fury. If you never noticed that then, yeah, you probably wouldn't think anything about Spider-Man coming to this game. But I bet you Spider-Man's going to come to this game. Because, you, why put the Daily Bugle? Why have a mention to Spider-Man in the game if Spider-Man isn't going to be in the game? Of course Spider-Man's going to be in the game. Spider-Man sells like hotcakes. You make the Avengers game, okay? <laughs> and then you introduce Spider-Man later down the line. I would be so shocked if they actually revealed Spider-Man before Hawkeye or Captain Marvel. But then again, think about the smart strategy that would be to be close to the launch of Avengers, and then you say, oh yeah, by the way, you know that other Avenger that we were talking about that we're going to release? And then you say, it's Spider-Man. That's going to sell. I mean, Hawkeye's great. If you're a Captain Marvel fan, that's great for you. I'm not a Captain Marvel fan, never have been. That has nothing to do with the movie. That's just because I never read her comics. I just never was interested in her character that much. Um, but for Spider-Man, Spider-Man will make the Avengers sell alone. You say Spider-Man's in the Avengers, done deal. Done deal. You already have the Avengers brand, and now Spider-Man on top of it. People are going to buy your game, regardless if it's shitty or not, just because they hear Spider-Man's in it. Now, that's the thing, though. How would this Spider-Man work in this Avengers universe, right? Like, I'm just, I'm just shocked. I, I don't know how they do it, but, you know, they could connect it to the Terrigen Mist or whatever, but obviously then that would take away from, you know, Peter Parker's, you know, actual origin story, which I don't think they would do, but you never fucking know. I've seen crazier things happen today. They could, you know, have AIM hunt down Peter Parker in a side story mission to do with Iron Man. And Iron Man saves this kid 
and destroys the robots, and then the kid, Peter, explains the fact that he has spider powers and that these AIM robots are trying to kill him. So, I think that they could real they could add in Spider-Man easily. Have legitimately the AIM robots hunt down Peter Parker, and Iron Man saves his ass in a side mission or something, and then Peter explains to him that, you know, they're chasing him down. And obviously, if Peter Parker isn't in the main campaign as, like, a playable character, or one that you fight alongside, I bet you 100 bucks they add him in as a playable character later on. I bet you Peter Parker will be in a side quest for Iron Man. I don't doubt that at all. Because why, why would you not? But anyways, we can talk about that another time. Talk about how they can include Spider-Man into Marvel's Avengers. But we got to talk more about the game itself, okay? So we obviously know that there are going to be like three different abilities. You're going to have like a support ability. You're going to have a offensive ability. You're going to have an ultimate ability. You're going to have a lot of different abilities you can use in this game. Which is really cool and very diverse. Which is really nice. Another thing that they said is that uh, when you're in the Quinjet on your way to a mission, you can either do matchmaking, you can change your character's look, change a character altogether, and that's really cool. They even said that with Warzone missions, you can choose to play them solo or with people. So for those of you that don't know, Marvel's Avengers is mainly a solo experience, right? The campaign solo, the Warzones you could choose to play solo, the only time you can choose to play with your friends is when you go to a Warzone and play co-op. At least that's what it's sounding like. Majority of the cosmetics in the game you can earn, but some will be very exclusive to their in-game uh, in store marketplace. Which is fine. I mean, if Doom Eternal, for fuck's sake, wanted to put out a marketplace to put out Doom Slayer skins or whatever. Oh yeah, you'd be seeing me buying a lot of skins off of there. But, I just gotta say, there's a lot of good things coming out of this game. A lot of really interesting things. And the Avengers game, okay, I wasn't as hyped for the Avengers game as I was for Doom Eternal, okay? Because for a while, we only had been seeing A-Day, we didn't really get much gameplay, you know, things were really out there. We haven't even seen much of Captain America, might I, you know, add. We have really seen none of Captain America in this game, other than A-Day. So I'm confused about Captain America and where he stands in this game. Is he going to be absent and then show up for the MODOK fight? Like, where's Captain America's involvement in this game? Like, we have seen little Captain America for this game at all. We've seen a lot of Black Widow, Hulk, Iron Man, Kamala Khan... It, and Thor, like, we haven't seen any Captain America, not really. But yeah, Captain America is one of the main playable characters. So, I'm just curious, you know, as to what they're going to do with him. Because we haven't seen much of him, that's kind of concerning. Especially for those that are Captain America fans out there, that's definitely concerning. But, I do like how, you know, they're, uh, you know, they chose a villain... That is also not something that you would just think of like, oh, Loki or Ultron. Like, they took a villain that hasn't really played a role in many video games or movies, might I add to you. MODOK isn't really something that you, isn't really a Marvel villain you hear much of. Tell me the last time that you've heard of MODOK in recent years. Probably not, unless you played Marvel, yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite or whatever. About the only time you probably heard of MODOK. But, 
In terms of, like, movies and stuff, no. MODOK, I just, I really haven't. I really haven't heard of MODOK in, in a long time. And, to be honest with you, kind of forgot about him. That's, like, that's how long it's been since I've heard of the character. But I'm really glad that they're taking a different um, approach to the characters this time around. And they're taking a different approach to, you know, their villain and stuff. Because it's nice to be refreshed and not have the same fucking, you know, villains a hundred times over. It's really nice. Like, Spider-Man, for instance, has, like, you know, so many villains. But doing the Sinister Six thing, like, I think Marvel Games is doing a very smart thing where they're using a catalog of characters rather than just you know, using, like, the main ones, right? Like, for instance, in Marvel Spider-Man, the, you had Scorpion, you had Vulture, Shocker, you, um, you had Taskmaster, you had so much shit that, um, is really cool and interesting to me. Um, and that's, that's the, the thing I like about these new Marvel games, is the fact that they're very diverse in the characters that are used. They aren't just the same old characters used over and over again. They're using a very wide selection of characters, even Silver Sable. You know, we're talking about characters that you don't really see unless you're into the comics, you know, these aren't characters that you're seeing in the movies. These aren't characters that you're seeing in most video games. Black Cat, yeah. Yeah, Black Cat you do, but... Silver Sable? No. Vulture? Not really. Scorpion? Not really, unless you, you know, count that one amazing Spider-Man version of the Scorpion, which sucked complete and utter asshole. But I would say, for the most part, you don't really get to see that much of these characters, but it's really nice to see that they actually, you know, change things up a little bit, and we actually get to see these characters for once, instead of it just being the same old damn things as usual, um, but yeah, so when it comes to the game, I hope we get to see a lot more villains, so far the villains that I've seen that are confirmed are Taskmaster, MODOK, and the Abomination, and so far, we know that Taskmaster is connected to Black Widow, um, being Tony Masters, I believe that was it, Tony Masters, and he's, uh, he, at least in the Avengers comic, because I own Black Widow's prequel comic, so it takes place before the game, um, she practiced and trained with Tony Masters, and Tony Masters tried to frame her for letting the prisoners loose, and he copied her skills, but not good enough, and Black Widow was able to try, uh, chase him down to the helicarrier, where he eventually draw, uh, jumped off onto a Hydra plane, meaning obviously Hydra might be a main villain for the Avengers down the line, so we know that Hydra also exists in this Marvel Universe. But we know that Tony Masters, the reason he knows Black Widow is because they trained together. She was actually starting to like him. He tried to frame her. And then she chased him down. And then, like, six months later, 
they get some intel on a new player in town called Taskmaster, and they know it's Tony Masters because of how he can copy and replicate moves. And they even explain how he got better at replicating moves pretty much instantly. So that's really cool to see how, you know, they have a backstory for him. Now, my uh, question is, is is uh, Taskmaster just going to be like this one and done, you know, villain at the beginning of the game? Or is he somebody that's going to appear, you know, more times than just once? Because I would love to see Taskmaster appear more than once. I, for those of you that don't know, we all have our favorite villains, okay? Taskmaster is mine. I don't know what it is about Taskmaster, but I've always loved him in the comics. He was just that one villain that I just loved to read whenever he fought the Avengers or just fought anybody for that matter. And I'm a Spider-Man fan, okay? Taskmaster, I wouldn't say, is a Spider-Man-specific villain. But Taskmaster is just so interesting and different that I I really like him. Because he's not just a, a villain that, you know, just wants to take over the world. He's a villain that not only doesn't really have his own superpowers other than being able to replicate the uh, ability of other Avengers and fighters, but that's the thing. He can be anybody. He can be anybody. And he doesn't do it um, to take over the world or anything. He's just obsessed with making himself the best, the best fighting machine, the best fighter there is. And it's really interesting, especially when it comes to Spider-Man. He was observing Spider-Man like a hawk in Spider-Man PS4. So it's just really cool to see Taskmaster actually get some spotlight because Taskmaster is one of those villains that you never would really hear about like MODOK unless, you know, they put him into the mainstream. And I like the idea of how, because the announcer... When it was talking about Marvel's Avengers, he said, you know, I wanted to, we want a new villain for the, um, for the Avengers or a uh, villain for the Avengers that, you know, isn't really used much so we can bring it to the newer audience, you know, somebody that isn't really known by the newer audience. And it's like, that's really good. That's a good idea. Because if you bring back villains that aren't so well known to a mainstream audience, that's going to help a lot. And, like I said, this new Avengers game, if they play their cards right, they could do this game very well. Now, here's my question, okay? Because we know Crystal Dynamics is going to be making more Marvel video games in the future. So, are we getting two different Marvel universes of video games? Because we know Sony and... Um, Insomniac doing the Spider-Man games over at, um, you know, Insomniac Studios. So, my question is, are there going to be a, a Insomniac Studios version of the Avengers? And, and an Insomniac version of Spider-Man, and then you have a, um, and then you have a Square Enix version of Spider-Man and the Avengers. Like, is that what's going to happen? Are they going to split up the two universes? Because here's what I don't understand. If you're Sony in this situation, or you're Insomniac, if you already have an Avengers and Spider-Man, why are you letting a third-party game, Square Enix, put out their Spider-Man or their Avengers into, into your console? 
Because if people are invested into your Spider-Man's universe with that version of the Avengers, with that version of um, New York and, and characters, why do you want this third party's Avengers and Spider-Man for your console? Because wouldn't, you know, because let's say, for instance, which I doubt is going to happen, but let's say that Insomnia or um, Square Enix's Avengers takes off. And sells way more copies than Spider-Man for the PS4 did. And people are just like, man, you know, I think that that new, you know, Avengers, you know, Square Enix Avengers and Spider-Man is just better than Insomniacs. And people decide to buy that third-party title over your first-party title. Why would you take away the sales of your Marvel Universe for another? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, Xbox and PC could get... The uh, the Square Enix Avengers and the Square Enix Spider-Man, but then Insomniac can make their own Avengers and make their own Spider-Man and put it out for PlayStation exclusively. So that way Xbox and PC has their exclusive universe, but then PlayStation gets their own exclusive universe. Because in my opinion, it just makes no sense to share one with Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, but then make one exclusive for PlayStation because... Why would you want to invest into two different universes? Why wouldn't you just want to stay invested in one? You know what I'm saying? And not to mention, it makes you wonder, like, which console would you buy? It depends on which universe you build up better. Then you have a competition between the two. But, I don't know. I just, I don't get that mentality, but it is what it is. So, when it comes to just... Marvel and this new Avengers game, I think it's going to be a good game, but I'm not going to, like, I'm hyped for it, but I'm not one of these people that is like, oh my gosh, it's going to be the best thing ever. Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like this game is going to be the holy grail of video games to ever exist. In my opinion, I think this game is going to be good, but I think that this game needs a lot of work because let's be honest here games aren't just you know gonna get made and then be perfect like it just it doesn't work like that like you can't expect a a game to just go from being you know okay to oh fucking terrific like it just it it doesn't work like that i think this game's gonna sell well i think it's gonna be good enough to warrant a sequel but other than that i just i don't think it's gonna do the numbers that spider-man did you know because the graphics aren't looking as good. It's not an open world game. Some map areas are more open. But let's be honest here. An open world game is fun. But when you're trying to make a game like this Avengers game, you can't make it open world. Because you're going all over the world. But, anyways, uh, I digress. I just wanted to have a little conversation with you guys about this new Avengers game and, and kind of what they're doing. You know, there's so much customization for each characters and it comes to their fighting styles. There's so many different skill trees. There's just so much in this game. And the fact that all content in the future will be free is just, it, it's nice. Because getting content for free is a big driver to video games. But then again, microtransactions will always appear on a free service. So if you buy a game that gives you all free story content, or you buy or you pay for a or you play a free game, you're gonna have microtransactions because that's where the money's gonna be made. They're gonna make things. 
put resources into something you want to buy, you're going to spend money on it, and that money is what's going to keep them making your free DLC. I hate when people expect to get free free DLC, but no microtransactions at all. It's like, how do you think they get the money to make your DLCs? It's through that microtransaction money. That microtransaction money goes into making story DLC for you. And that's the thing. People don't realize that that's how that works. But anyways, I just wanted to, you know, talk about Doom a little bit and give my little overview on that. And I wanted to uh, talk about Marvel's Avengers War Table because I know we, we were supposed to do it yesterday all together. But like I said, we've been having problems in terms of using uh, the network for some reason. But anyways, I hope you all enjoy and I will make sure that next uh, podcast we will talk more about that Doom Eternal lore. Um, especially that new Torment map and that little description they had for it and talking about it. So... Stay tuned for that. I hope you all enjoyed, and I will catch you all in the next one.